The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, continuing to serve their customers and support the economy in uncertain times. To find out more about how you can count on ComBank, visit combank.com.au forward slash coronavirus. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Wednesday the 8th of April. In your squiz today, Cardinal Pell's conviction overturned by the High Court. More details on the modelling driving our COVID-19 response. Harry and Meghan's new venture and top tips for baking in our three-minute squiz. This is your squiz today. Cardinal George Pell has had his conviction for child abuse charges overturned in the High Court, Claire. He spent a year in jail after originally being found guilty of abusing two choir boys in Melbourne in the 90s. The High Court handed down a 7-0 unanimous decision. Take us through the ruling. The ruling was made by those High Court justices on the basis that it believed that a jury acting rationally with the whole evidence ought to have entertained a doubt about the applicant's guilt. So what they say is the jury didn't look at the evidence that was in Pell's favour to say that the occasions of sexual assault that he was accused of couldn't have happened because of the time line uh, that happened after those church services wasn't given proper weighting. And this marks the end now to this criminal case. Does that mean it's all done? No, not really. There's a whole raft of civil cases that reports say are coming down the line uh, against Pell directly, but also against his time leading the Catholic Church in various dioceses here in Australia. So that's something to look out for. There were a lot of strong reactions, of course, yesterday. Yeah, there really were. A lawyer for one of the victim's families said that their client was in shock, that he was struggling to comprehend the decision. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews and Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, both expressed sympathy for victims of child sexual abuse. And then when we look at Pope Francis, he's tweeted uh, that we should be praying for people who suffer uh, due to unjust sentences, which was a bit cryptic, but we think that was aimed at uh, having sympathy for Pearl. And Cardinal Pearl himself said, the only basis for long-term healing is truth, and the only basis for justice is truth, because justice means truth for all. Witness Jay, the complainant from the case, is expected to release a statement later today. Back to coronavirus, Claire, and the Prime Minister held a press conference yesterday with Chief Medical Officer Brendan Murphy to give a status report, especially ahead of the Easter long weekend. They discussed some of the modelling that's been driving a lot of their decision making. The government was presented with some pretty big numbers that spurred some of the drastic action that's been taken here in Australia. Yeah, when this is all said and done, we're going to look forward to reading these stories about exactly how all of this played out because we're really in that wartime setting and the information coming into the government and what it's had to consider about its reaction to this COVID-19 crisis will be quite a yarn, I think, when it's all said and done. Mm. What Scott Morrison and the Chief Medical Officer, uh, Brendan Murphy, released yesterday was some information that they were presented by the Doherty Institute, which is one of those uh, great research bodies that looks into infectious diseases. Uh, What it said, long story short, is that without taking the measures that we have taken, if we just let 
the virus go through the community, that there would be a demand for intensive care beds of about 35,000 a day. And you've got to keep in mind that we currently have fewer than 2,400 intensive care beds. So you can understand why they've taken the action that they have. And those drastic measures, closing borders, isolation, social distancing, they seem to be working in Australia well beyond expectations. Prime Minister Scott Morrison did follow that up with a very big but, though. Yeah, he says that we've got to hold the course, we've got to lock in these gains, and that means uh, holding this posture of social distancing and all of these restrictions around us for the time being and probably into the future. Potentially until a vaccine is found. About a third of our pollies are back in Canberra today at an appropriate social distance, working on the legislation for the JobKeeper package. It's expected to pass today, but Labor will push for some changes, Claire. Yeah, it's still got some concerns about that legislation. And look, you know, these are big changes, so it's only right that there's some oversight and discussion about exactly how those changes come into place. Uh, The Coalition, though, has done a deal with the unions and it's keen to get cracking ahead with it. And in a quick wrap of international news, France, the UK and New York reported their highest daily death tolls. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson remains in intensive care. He's got the coronavirus. China, on the other hand, recorded no new deaths, which is the first time since early January. As for the total numbers, more than 1.35 million cases, 75,000 deaths and 290,000 people have recovered. If you're wondering how COVID-19 compares to other epidemics and pandemics of the past, check out our new Squiz Shortcuts podcast episode on infectious diseases. You can find that in your podcasting app or through a link in your episode notes. A quick message now from our podcast partner, ComBank. The coronavirus outbreak is causing uncertainty for many Australians. If you're a ComBank home loan customer and request financial assistance, you'll be able to defer your loan repayments for six months. It's one way ComBank is continuing to serve their customers and support the economy in difficult times. For more information, visit combank.com.au forward slash coronavirus. In international news, Claire, there are reports that the UN thinks it's highly likely that the Syrian government and its allies were responsible for a series of deadly attacks on civilians and humanitarian sites. It's drawing criticism for being limited in scope, though. It is, and that limit in scope is that one of Syria's big backers is Russia, and the issue is, of course, that Russia was involved in those strikes, according to many experts. So uh, people really want to call that out for what it is. Uh, But back to the issue, there's really been a really long tail of woe in Syria of the government uh, and of others targeting civilians, schools and hospitals, which is just a terrible story. Back home now, and the latest health check on the Great Barrier Reef shows that it suffered its widest coral bleaching event yet. It's the third mass bleaching in five years. Claire, give us a quick recap on how bleaching occurs. Bleaching happens when sea surface temperatures rise and that heat stress can then cause the corals to bleach and possibly die. The chief scientist of that Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority says that it really is the reef calling for urgent action on climate change. And in a bit of royal news or royal associated news, more details about Harry and Meghan's post-senior royal life plans have come to light, including the name of their new foundation. Archerwell it is, and that apparently comes from the Greek word 
Arche, I think it is, mm. uh, which means a source of action. I like to mangle a word at every possible opportunity. So I would have gone for that as well. Yeah. I avoided it. I let you take the pronunciation. <laughs> A-R-C-H-E, anyway. Arch, Arche, let's go with Arche. It sounds very fancy. Yes. So anyway, it means a source of action. And they say that that was the inspiration behind the name of their son. Uh, what it's going to do is be a education and training materials company, which which is probably the definition that comes under that copyright registration, but looks more specifically to be producing films and podcasts and books. So they will announce details, they say, when the time is right, which means this sort of getting past a coronavirus crisis-ridden world. Mm, May that time be soon. Speaking of our corona crisis-ridden world, flour and yeast are now in greater shortage than toilet paper as people turn back to baking in this time, which means it's great to have a true blue baker as our three-minute squiz this week, Claire. Yes, Annika Manning is a really keen squizzer. She's got some fantastic baking tips. She runs a really phenomenal baking school called Bake Club that also does online classes, so well worth checking out. Some good tips on how to perfect a sponge if you're at the senior level of baking, which is not me. <laughs> yeah, which is not me. <laughs> Give it a go, but it never works. Oh, I don't even attempt. Maybe one day. What's the subject line today, Claire? Uh, look, in the spirit of supporting um, Annika this morning, I've gone for Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. Oh, nice. That is how I like my baked goods to come. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's all from us today. As always, if you'd like to read more on anything covered in the podcast today, head to the Squiz Today email. Plenty of links for more reading there. Other than that, have a good day and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long-Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.